You're listening to the Just Giants podcast with Grump and the Cranky Fan. Be sure to listen for free on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and Podbean. from the seven. Vandal Jones on third down, lobs one up. There is a flag, and it is a catch by Sterling Shepard for a Giants touchdown. Welcome back to Just Giants with Grump and the Cranky Fan, the best damn podcast for the best damn football team. I am your host, the football Grump, and with me as always is Mike, the Cranky Fan. Hey Grump, how you doing? You uh, Are you jonesing because there's no more picks going across your TV? Are you feeling that uh, going through withdrawal of seeing uh, Mike Greenberg on your screen? Not in the slightest. I am exhausted. I'm ready to take a break from all this, but... Before we take a break, we got to go over everything. And you know, yesterday's episode, we went over what the Giants did in their draft, how it affects their roster, you know, what you know position that they're in now. Um, but we didn't go over what the rest of the NFC East did, and that's just as important. So we're going to go over that, especially especially since really, you know, most likely our path to making the playoffs goes by winning this division. You know. Who knows what the rest of the conference will do? You know, can't think about wild cards. This division's pretty crappy. Let's worry about winning the division first. Yeah. So where do you want to start? You want to start with Washington? Um. Yeah. Let's start with. Let's work our way from Washington up to the big, uh, the big ticket items. Let's start with Washington because they they were a little under the radar as far as the attention that Giant fans had with uh, trades and things. Okay. So Washington finished last year seven and nine division winners. Yada yada. Um, this year they drafted, they had, let's see, two threes, three sevens. Um, so they drafted in the first round, 19th overall, Jameen Davis, linebacker out of Kentucky. In the second round, 51st overall, Sam Cosme, tackle from Texas. Third round, 74th, Benjamin St. Juice, corner from Minnesota. Third round, 82nd overall, Deami Brown, wide receiver from UNC. In the fourth round, 124 overall, John Bates, tight end from Boise State. Fifth round, 163rd overall, Derek Derek Forrest, safety from Cincinnati. In the sixth round, 225 overall, this is real, Cameron Cheeseman, long snapper from Michigan. Why you draft a long snapper? <laughs> I have no idea. Seventh round, 240, William Bradley King, defensive end from Baylor. Seventh round, 246, Shaka Tony, defensive end from uh, Penn State University. And... 258 overall, Dax Mile, wide receiver from BYU. Um, Were they having some like drinking game to have like the funniest name for each round to draft? I mean, that seems to be the only theme for this. Washington, to me, had a very interesting draft. I I, I wasn't even sure how to. I mean, I'm not going to grade it, but you know, just just analyze it. Um, so Washington made some offseason moves to add some star power to what I would consider a ragged roster. But following the draft are now in a scary position to be the best team in the NFC East if they could just find a quarterback. Um, Fitzpatrick is solid, but he's probably better than a one-legged Alex Smith. But he's nothing that I'm personally worried about uh, to to get hot and rip us apart. You know, he's got that ability, but... He's hot for three games when he comes in off the bench. He's great for three games. Fitzmagic, you can almost set your clock to it. But by week six, it's like, oh yeah, it's Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, you can you can. You're not winning. Him, you're not but, winning a division, even the shitty NFC East, with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Right, but 
with Curtis Samuel, Terry McLaurin, and now Diami Brown to throw to, I think that they're stacked on offense. Not stacked. I think they are set the starters for the skill positions. Their O-line is already steady without any glaring weaknesses, with only one real true strength, and that would be right guard Brennan Sheriff. But getting Sam Cosme to compete at tackle was pretty smart. Um, defensively, their strong defensive line got a little weaker this offseason with departures, but they added Jameen Davis to the linebacker spot, which has always been a weak spot for them. Um, Davis is risk-reward, man. Uh, you know He needs to develop more. To me, that was a strange pick. So, like, while I do think that they addressed some needs with some quality talent, getting Jameen Davis 19th overall was strange. I was not thinking he was going in the first round at all. And I'm not an NFL scout. I'm not a GM. So my view of the draft is not gospel at all. So I could be totally wrong. He could have went 21st to the team that was behind us. I don't know, the Titans. And if that's the case, then they probably made the right pick. But I don't think that Jameen Davis helps them up very much this year. Um, uh, on the back end, St. Juiced was another wild pick that seemed desperate to help the weakest spot on the team in the secondary. Now, keep in mind, the Giants jumped Washington and Philadelphia to get Aaron Robinson, so that might have factored into it because it seemed like a very panicked spot. Um, you know, William Jackson and Kendall Fuller are quality, quality starters at the corner position, but if St. Juiced is called to action, they're fucked. They're in trouble because he's not good. Um, that's just kind of how I view it. I, 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 To me, Washington, if they were to find a way to get a quarter... If if Aaron Rodgers oh, goes to Washington, just, uh, we're so screwed. <laughs> they they will be the best team in the You know, I have it in my notes over here about Washington and just the lack of a quarterback, and I was going to throw a wild card at you. First of all, I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going anywhere. I think... He's I think this anywhere. is all horseshit. I I don't buy it. I mean, he's not going anywhere. But let's 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 roll the dice and pretend this is a real thing. Do they even have even the assets to make it happen? I mean, do they have the cap space? Do they, do they even work? But if they were, that seems like if there were five teams that would be ideal landing spots, that would absolutely be one of them. Yeah, I think so. Um, I don't know. I, I don't really know what to make of the Aaron Rodgers thing, but I do know that Washington is a quality quarterback away. Like they should have they should have tried to find a way to get Sam Donald in my Can I can I sidebar for one second here and throw Would it make any sense if we got him? I mean just from a cap standpoint. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Cap standpoint, asset point, where we are right now point. I mean we don't have the assets for him, but pretending we did um, I mean, and assuming that the assets for him are not a player, because then I, it depends on the player and how he would fit and everything. But I mean, it would make sense in the way that he's probably the best or second best quarterback in the entire league. But not as much sense. But not that, as much but, sense as Washington would. Washington is further along the path where it would make more sense. I think so. I mean, I don't know. Maybe Aaron Rodgers would rather be in New York where he can get. And I'm not, I'm not advocating to go for him. And again, you know, this is not an indictment of Daniel Jones. I'm just playing, you know, hypothetical what ifs. Like, but he, but so here's why it's not ideal, right? He has problems with the highest up at in in Green Bay. You think he's going to be fine with Ron Rivera? Sure, but Ron Rivera is also a defensive coach. He's not going to be in his corner forever. 
and above him is the worst owner in sports. So, I mean, is it really ideal? Does this sound like the place that he would want to go? Is this really an improvement? One of the worst turfs in the NFL. They've never <laughs> they've never addressed the problem that that place is, you know, for for a stadium not like Pittsburgh where they have college and pro, or even Tampa Bay where they have college and pro. It's just the Redskins, Washington Football Team, and it's still a disaster that place. So I mean, I'm not like a turf expert. I don't know if it has anything to do with what they're doing, or if they're just cheaping I don't know, out, but or if they need a always, dome. But it always looks like shit, and people are always getting hurt there, and people always complain about it. Of course, they they complain about MetLife as well. But yeah, I until they get a quarterback, a legitimate quarterback, you know, you, you keep your eye on Washington, you kind of have some concerns, but you don't fear them. Well, I would normally be scared, you know, based on the additions they got on offense, you know, getting getting Curtis Samuel and Deami Brown to compliment Terry McLaurin. One of the reasons they were so such nobodies is that there was no star power on the outside. Everything was Terry McLaurin. So you know, I just I just wasn't that worried that they were going to be putting up big plays against us. You know, now they've got some guys, but this is also the strongest set Giants secondary I've seen ever. I don't know. I don't know the last time we had a secondary with this many really good pieces. Dory Jackson, James Bradbury, we've got three really good safeties. You know, two good slot corners plus Logan Ryan. I, I'm not. I'm no longer worried. We're not. We're not looking at you know. Six wide receivers that are quality starters. We're looking at three. I'm more worried about our offensive line dealing with their defense more than anything. Correct. Um, overall, though, I think Washington did good to uh, get better. Some some of those picks were wild, and I think they could have done better. Again, like I said, getting Deami Brown that's amazing, and you know, a perfect fit right there. You mix him in with Curtis Samuel and Terry McLaurin, fine. But again, you only really have three wide receivers. That St. Juice pick is such a waste because he's such trash. There were still good <laughs> wide receivers on the board when they did that. There were still good – I mean, Amon St. Brown have, is still there. I mean, Would you rather have Trayvon Grimes than him? <laughs> well, I mean, he went totally undrafted. Exactly. But, yeah, I would I, – I don't I – don't, I know that that was a need, but that's picking a need and not picking the player. And third round, that's a big pick to whiff on. So maybe I'm wrong. But I didn't see any draft board that had him picked that high. I can tell you that. And I didn't see it. So, whatever. We'll look back in four years on this review and, and we'll laugh. Yeah. <laughs> laughing already. Uh, we'll move over to Philadelphia. Um, Philly finished 4-11 and last year. Uh, in the first round... They moved up to 10th overall to pick up Devontae Smith, wide receiver Alabama, who was clearly not happy about it. And I've yet to, yet to see a picture of him actually smiling. Philly has made a decision, or organizational decision, that started around week 17 of last year, is that they're no longer going for Super Bowls and, and World Championships. Their job is to troll and cockblock the Giants in anything they want to do. And as long as, you know, it's kind of like owning the libs. <laughs> Philly wants to own the Giants. And you know something? If you want to do that, be my guest. You, you've always been a shit franchise in a shit city with shit fans. And guess what? You will be wallowing in your own mediocrity for years and years to come by doing stupid shit like you did. Trading in your own division for something like that, I don't understand. I don't get it. 
I mean, I mean, it. I know the enemy, my enemy is my friend, but this is fucking ridiculous. I mean, well, I'll, I, I'll I, jump I, into the pick a little bit in, in a second, but yeah. I, I do want to go through the rest of the guys that they got. Um, yeah. In the second round, thirty seventh, they got Landon Dickerson, uh, inside offensive lineman, interior offensive lineman from Alabama. Third round, one seventy or seventy three overall, they got Milton Williams, defensive tackle from Louisiana Tech. Fourth round, one twenty three. Zach McPherson, Texas Tech corner. Fifth round, 150, Kenny Gainwell from Memphis, running back. Uh, sixth round, they had three six-round picks. 189 was Milan Tupolo... I, oh, man. Tupolo 2. I'm not going to want to work here much longer. <laughs> uh, great movie, dude. Nice, nice reference. Defensive tackle from USC. Uh, 191 was Teron Jackson, defensive end from Coastal Carolina. And 224, Jacoby Stevens, linebacker from LSU. And in the seventh round, 234, Patrick Johnson, linebacker, Tulane. So, um, here's some things. The biggest question mark for Philadelphia, like Washington, is going to be quarterback. They let Carson Wentz go. Joe Flacco was retained. He should be a backup at this point in his career, but might actually be the starter because he's actually better than Jalen Hurts. Um... Wait a, month, minute, wait a minute, what? wait a minute, wait a minute. In week 17, they wanted to see the third-string quarterback to see what he can do. Sure. Maybe he's in the mix. Well, Nate Sudfeld. Fucking assholes. Well, that, that was a different <laughs> coach ago. Now we've got somebody probably dumb. Oh, okay. I understand. Um, assholes. <laughs> adding Devontae Smith is helpful because they have trash wide receivers. Their, their wide receiver group is, is god-awful. Um, but adding Devontae Smith isn't enough. Uh, so I, I, what's curious to me is trading up to get a guy who Devontae Smith is good. I, I just you know it's not like you're adding Calvin Johnson. You're trading up to get a, a true alpha wide receiver. I, I, I don't know. It, it's just questionable to me. You know, their their losses. Everybody. It's the timing of it. It feels like you need other pieces before you get mass maximum efficiency of a Absolutely. of a wide receiver. Yeah. I mean, who's really going to throw to him? You, you... Exactly. Who's gonna block that? Who's gonna block that uh, defensive line for that guy to throw the ball to Not only that, but like none of things are there. He's not gonna be effective if he's the only wide receiver you can throw to. Sure. So like what Washington did, where they already have Terry McLaurin, and he was you know as good as he could be being the only receiver on a roster. You bring Curtis Samuel in in free agency. You supplement with Deami Brown in the draft, and now all three are more effective because of the presence of one another. Drafting. Devontae Smith is not a help you this year kind of pick, and I think that's fine, but he didn't fall to you. You traded assets to go get him, which makes it not fine. You know, it's just weird to me. Um, Landon Dickerson is great. He strengthens an offensive line that's beginning to age, uh, but he's got his own very serious injury concerns. The Giants said that they liked him, but not at 42 because of the injury concerns, and not even at 50. So, uh, I don't know. I'm not. I don't meet with these people. You know, he's an Alabama guy, so Joe Judge has his connections with Nick Saban. So they didn't feel comfortable enough with Landon Dickerson, um, and uh, so they've now added a guy who is going to a unit that was ravaged by injuries last year. Their whole offensive line. So questionable again. To me, Kenny Gainwell is the exciting pick that they. That they took in the fifth round, it was the right value. He's an electric runner. 
He's really, really good. He was one of my favorite running backs in this draft. Um, I don't really see how he doesn't help them right away. Uh, he's he's really, really good, and he will complement Boston Scott and Miles Sanders with something that they don't have, and that's just straight-up lightning speed. Um, the continued influx talent on a defensive line, that's probably their best unit on the entire team. Uh, but I don't know about the picks. Uh, Williams might not even be anything more than a rotational in his whole career. Um they added some linebackers, and that was smart, but they waited so long to address the spot that they're likely going to start the season with a weak crop at linebacker again. And, you know, McPherson, decent backup corner. They desperately needed to get a real starting corner opposite Darius Slay because Darius Slay can't do anything except line up against the best receiver and shut him down. Against a team like us and Dallas... They have enough wide receivers for that to not matter. Darius Slayton can shut down whoever he wants. Everybody else is going to be open. So Philly, and they also had that awkward situation. You know, I mentioned Milton Williams, who was picked 73rd overall in the third round. I don't think he'll ever be, at best, I think he's a rotational defensive tackle. And Howie Roseman, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, but they caught him on camera at the war room or whatever, running around after he made the pick, fist bumping everyone, and... He goes up. The last guy he goes to fist bump is the senior scout there. And uh, he's clearly upset about the pick. Gives him this half-hearted fist bump. And then they have this exchange where Howie looks like incredulous. He's got his arms up in the air like, what's the problem? And he's you can tell just by, by the body language. He's just like, I, I don't know why we just did that. Um, you know, I probably wouldn't even mention it if it weren't for the fact that for a couple years now there's been reports coming out of Philly and not even reports we've seen evidence on the field and with the coaching staff there's a disconnect there that would be the best Philadelphia movie since Rocky to watch that it's great it would actually quite like it would be kind of like draft day like the whole first half of that movie Um, yeah so what you're saying basically is for a team that you know didn't really do much to kind of fortify the now for this team. And then I don't with think the, they did much they for have, the future. Well, that, and also, you know, they have impending cap hell coming They're up. already in it. They're they already really, in it with Carson Wentz. They got rid of him. They're paying him yeah. a ton of money right now to be on the roster, to not be on and, the roster. And it's only going to get worse. So they've done nothing to position themselves with the draft for long-term things to offset this problem. So we're really logist- realistically looking at a team that in – Two years could be the worst team in the league because they can't dig themselves out and do any sort of rebuild to, you know, fortify a bad team already. I'll say this. I don't care what the roster is. I will always be upset if we lose to Philly. I will be irate if we lose to Philly this year. I I will not be feeling good for like a month if we lose to Philly next year. Devonta Smith like last minute touchdown and those fuckers think they got over us on a game would really would keep me I up. may never find my remote again. Yeah. Because again, it's just something where that's right now that's their end all be all mm-hmm. is they got it hard on for us for some reason. And they feel like, you know, you know, trolling us is the, is what they want to do. Whatever, man. Little brothers and, are always like that. <laughs> um, let's move to Dallas. Uh, let's see. Dallas went six and ten last year. Um, they 
drafted. They had a number. It's of interesting. You know, it's interesting. They were six and ten, but I felt like they were a lot worse than six and it ten. It did, like, right? Well, they, they picked up they Stim kind, at they, the end. They, they kind of accomplished something because, considering they were down to like their four string quarterback and just the uh, uh, offensively bad defense they played, to be six and ten, you know, same record the Giants did. Yep. There's, I guess, there's more than one way to get to six and ten. Yeah, not only that, I think they were two and five when Dak Prescott went down. It's not like he went down after seven games and they were seven and zero, and then well, obviously they couldn't have been because they ended six and ten. But I mean, it's not like they were on some winning streak. They had barely won that game against us when he went out, um, and they were two and five, and they got four more wins without their quarterback. Um, so, you know, you mentioned defense, right? They, Dallas underachieved last year because of a mostly ignored defense that quit on their coordinator, quite frankly. And, you know, the defensive backs... I don't, I don't know. Did they actually underachieve? Because, again, when I was out there in October listening to the fan out there, you know, the, their guys were like... They had their experts and everything and saying, this is the worst talent we've ever had on, on defense, defense in the history of this franchise. But I mean, right. the so, team, it's, the offense is very, very good. So overall, I think they underachieved based on what most well, people Well, Dak thought. was out for most of the season too, so... But they, like I said, they were 1-5 when he went down. Yeah, but I think a lot of that was... COVID. COVID and defense yeah. too. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. But, you know, they didn't... I mean, I'm, I'm going to give almost everybody, even the teams I hate, somewhat of a pass on it underachieving and blah 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 because of just what they were thrown into so I don't I don't, I don't think <coughs> I still think it's fair to say some of these teams underachieved on, on just on the surroundings but that doesn't mean they were not pitiful which they certainly I were. mean I, I had them projected to win the division yeah so you know in my opinion they kind of underachieved they were underachieving they're, when they're the quarterback not, went down. They lost the best quarterback in the division for most of the year. That's but I mean, they were underachieving when that happened is what I'm saying. They were not playing well enough on offense to overcome what we already knew was not a very good defense. That's true. So, That's fair. Um, the defense itself, though, the, the, the DBs aren't even close to good. Right. Outside of two or three guys, neither is their defensive line. You know, really, they've been surviving by having good athletic linebackers. Once Prescott went down, there was no returning from a doomed season. So, likewise, Dallas focused almost almost exclusively on defense, and that's fine. Uh, in in the first round, they traded back, and they still got Micah Parsons at twelve, linebacker from Penn State. In the second round, forty fourth overall, Calvin jo- Joseph, corner from Kentucky. In the third round, 75th, Osa Odigizua, defensive tackle from USC. 84th overall, Chauncey Golston, defensive end from Iowa. And 99th, Nashawn Wright, corner from Oregon State. In the fourth round, 115th, Jabil Cox, linebacker from LSU. 138th, Josh Ball, the tackle from Marshall. 179th in the fifth round, Simi Fahoku, Fahoko, wide receiver from Stanford. In the sixth round, 192nd, Quinton Bohanna, defensive tackle from Kentucky. 227th, Israel Mukuamo, corner from South Carolina. I, I don't know how I don't know him. I watched Summer South Carolina. But seventh round, 238th, Matt Farinock, guard from Nebraska. Um, so here's the thing. They clearly focused on defense. Almost all of their picks, with the exception of three, were on defense. 
they must have had completely different grades on those guys than I did. Um, Would that be the first time the Cowboys have done that, though? No, but you know what? They've also proven me wrong. I thought the Travis Frederick pick in the first round was stupid because I, in my mind, I was like, you could get him later. Who gives a shit? They, I mean, he really was the best center for a year, and when he wasn't, he was you know in the top five best centers in the league. So you get a guy like that in the first round if you if you don't take the chance that he won't be there. You know what I mean? So they've proven me wrong when I thought they were stupid before. So I'm not saying they're stupid. I'm saying <laughs> that Kelvin Joseph, when I watched him, I immediately was like, this guy is not a top five corner. No way. And he is behind Aaron Robinson for me. Um, I, I it, Parsons, you know, he's an electric playmaker. And even though linebacker is not a position of need for them, when your defense is bad and there's a playmaker like that available, you just get him. We'll figure it out later who plays where and what. Just you get good playmakers. Your defense sucks. You know what I mean? That make that's fine. I'm okay with that. Again, Dallas taking a guy who might maybe have character concerns, which is you know I don't know if part. Well, Parsons clearly wasn't on the Giants board. They passed on him. Um, so you know, I think the Giants probably have the most in the know thing on his character. Maybe they, that maybe that wasn't the reason they passed on him. I don't know. But uh, for the ch- the fact that he's a cowboy now means that I can shit on him all I want. So I'm gonna. How did how did we pass on him? He was taken twelfth. Right. So we traded. We, we, tra- oh, oh, we traded back. Thing? Yeah. Right. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. At eleventh overall, we decided we'd rather trade than take him. So in my yeah. mind, that's passing on him. Maybe. Okay. Again, that doesn't necessarily mean that's what it is. They could have yeah, just been I like. Mean- we don't really need that, I, or we value an extra first round pick than we do for him, which is possible too. I, yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't think that was a we're passing on him situation. I think it was he was. Uh, well, I think if we wanted him, we he would caught take some him. shrapnel from something else that was going on for him not being a giant. Yeah, probably. You're probably right. Um, yeah, like I said, Joseph, I had rated lower than Aaron Robinson, uh, and I think if Kelvin Joseph sees significant snaps this year. He's going to be a complete liability at corner. Really, truly, I. You've you've watched Kentucky. They've they've been better these last few years. They think they have a really good coach now. Um, they're a product. Their defense is a product of Mark Stoops. It's you know these individual guys come out and they're like eh, but you know they are they're a collection of well coached, really good scheme. Uh, and you know they have guys like Josh Allen came out of there is really good, and I really like their running back that came out. Uh, Benny Snell mm-hmm. I liked him a lot uh, but it's guys here and there Kelvin Joseph I not a guy for me no no way uh, there were better corners available including Aaron Robinson but not only that um, same thing with Nashawn Wright I don't know what that pick is about I don't think that pick does anything in the third round 99th overall I think that there was probably somebody better available that they could have taken at some position there had to be I'm going to look real quick uh, right off the bat, Melifonwu, corner from Syracuse, is better than him in my opinion. He was taken at one on one. There was a run on corners. It looks like right at that moment. Um, you know, I don't know. I I just think that I had completely different grades on all these guys. Uh, the pieces they added to their front four are all poor value and poor 
Oso Odegizua is not good. He's not good enough to start. It seems weird to throw them <laughs> in there. You know, it just I don't know that it helps them at all. Um, I actually really like the Jabil Cox pick, but that's a, just another fucking linebacker now. So now you have Jalen Smith, Leighton Vander Esch, Micah Parsons, and Jabil Cox. You're putting four linebackers, all four inside linebackers on the field at the same time. I, I, that one, again, I I guess I can't hate them. They're, they're running the old 3-5-3. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I can't hate them for getting talent in the fourth round that I think is better than that. But I just, I don't know how it helps them this year. So it might have been a good pick and there's nothing to shit on there. But I'm not going to change anything for 2021 as far as I know. Uh, the Cowboys are not a team that's playing four-dimensional chess, you know, this master plan to be better by 2024. That's not the way they work. They are, they are a headline team. They, you know, they got shit on all year having a bad defense and they're like, well, we will make headlines by addressing it by just drafting defensive guys. There's no cohesive plan. There never has been with this team. And that's why this team, you know, hasn't been in the playoffs since leather helmets. It's very simple. I just, you know, I don't know. I, I, I feel thankful that I think the Giants did a really good job in the draft getting better. Not just the draft, the offseason, getting better all over the place. You know, they, they really spent wild. They really, you know, went in the draft and they, they got some really good guys. They fixed some problems. Uh, you know, the offensive line is the only thing that I have any questions. The offensive line of Daniel Jones are the only things that I have questions about. Um, I think every other team in this division did not do as well. And quite frankly, Daniel Jones, Daniel Jones specifically was not going to be addressed with this offseason. Oh, yeah, sure. I mean, so we have questions about Daniel Jones, of course. I think almost everybody who has drafted a quarterback in the last two years has questions about their quarterback still in some degree or not. Um, but that was not going to be fixed with this round of free agency or this draft. Uh, you know, offensive line, again, I'm going to stick with this until I'm proven wrong that we will see marked improvement from the rookies from last year in the offensive line is in a total because they're just playing together now, a a season of cohesion, of being together, having a proper year to prepare for an offseason. And I think just having better better skill guys makes you better as well, too. I mean, if you just have a guy, you know, we love Wayne Gallman, but Wayne Gallman's no great shakes. And, you know, having just – having more talent that can make something out of nothing kind of takes a lot of the pressure off you to have to do everything. And that means, you know, from receivers to running backs to quarterback. So I I think everything is just collectively better. I think everything was improved in a nuanced way. You spent a lot on free agency, but, you know, it was still kind of done in a nuanced way. We didn't get names, guys from the past who have like hoping one last hurrah. These are guys in their prime. We, expect to do well and you know we'll we'll worry about you know the 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 cap hits on the back end when that time comes you know in two years this team might be 11 and 5 or 11 and 6 rather and okay we'll deal with it with it with the cap problems then but i agree with you i think coming out of this stage i think we did the most to improve ourselves as a team over anybody else in the division did and you know we'll spend the rest of the offseason kind of thinking where we're going to be and what the expectations are. But I, again, I kudos to Dave Gettleman and, and the, uh, the staff and the coaching staff for executing this plan. So if you were to rank the NFC East as teams that you're afraid to face, 
I'm going to say it's so tough. I, I'm, I'm the least afraid of Philadelphia, without question. Oh, of course. Dallas yeah. is one of those ones, you know, I don't know because they're getting Prescott back, but and the offense is already scary. But, uh, you know, I don't know, A, what Prescott's going to be like, and their defense didn't really get much better. Washington, on the other hand, got better, but they have the same kind of situation at quarterback. So I don't know. I think I'm more afraid of Washington. So I think for me, it goes Washington, Washington, Dallas, and then Philly. I agree. I think Washington because I think their biggest strength goes up against our biggest weakness, and that's why I would fear them the most. Uh, You know, until I know for sure that Daniel Jones has solved his fumbling problems, you know, and, and, and until I know that this offensive line, which I think will be better, shows it on the field that they're better, those games can be close enough where it's one hit, fumble, recovery, touchdown, we lose. And it's more likely that that would happen when we're playing Washington than, you know, than, than, than with Dallas. Philly is going to be atrocious. Uh, Dallas, I think you find ways to win. You know their their offense may be pretty good, but again, they're going against again you know a pretty good defense in in our yeah, own right too. Sure. So, yeah, I, I would agree with you. Um, so we'll get into all that kind of stuff when the schedule comes out, which is next Wednesday. So we'll have an episode about the NFL schedule and um, you know just our initial thoughts. You know as as the dates and matchups are kind of laid out. Um, I will have the Delta app, the Marriott app open and ready to go at 8 o'clock as soon as those dates are announced. So Delta and Marriott, if you want to you know, sponsor us or give us some free plane tickets or free hotels, we are here for you. But uh, yeah, that's always, you know, Christmas comes on draft day, but the second day of Christmas is that, you know, what am I doing in the fall? Where am I going to be? So Knock on wood, we get some favorable dates for that uh, game in Tampa, game in New Orleans. Hopefully, we go to Chicago and it's not a million, minus a million degrees. Maybe Miami and yeah. And, and the other December. thing is, we're it's we're nice big time NFC North fans this year. We need Chicago to be as bad as possible. Yeah, that makes that game even more important. I, mean, I, I want them to be zero and seventeen. I feel like such a hooker because you know all I do. In this, you know, this winter, I've been rooting against the Dallas Mavericks because the Knicks have their draft pick, and now I'm going to be rooting against Chicago because you know the big Giants have their picks. I hate having to root against teams or you know four teams or something, but hey, they gave it away willingly, man. It's it's not you didn't steal anything, so this. Oh no no no! Think of of yourself more as an escort. (laughs) Hey, if anybody wants a date, you know, DM after the show. (laughs) Oh God. All right, everyone. We will have an episode for you next week regarding the schedule and, of course, any breaking news. We'll have an emergency episode. So be sure to follow us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play, where these episodes will be in your inbox or whatever. They're in they're in your queue every morning that they're out. No yeah. search required. And also uh, go on to iTunes and give us, if you could, a five-star rating and a nice review. Let us know. How we did in this last you know ten days, and we put a bunch of content out there. It's the most we've ever done. We finally had some guests we loved having on. We've interacted with you guys more than we ever have, and we want to keep that going. So let us know, you know, after all of these shows, what you liked, what you didn't like, you know, what, what you we could do here. better. Yeah, yeah, sure. And if you're a sponsor, you know, DM us directly. We can use some money. Yeah, nice. yeah. Um, 
And in the meantime, you can follow me on Twitter if you don't already at football underscore grump, where I have more immediate reactions to things as they come out. Catch me as always at the Cranky Fan, where you know all the things I'm following and venting and ranting and raving about. And uh, we will also, uh, I know we talked about one of these episodes we we taped tonight that we're going to start doing some uh, reviews of drafts past to start actually giving real grades. And at some point, once we calm down, we are going to do that draft day uh, watch and uh, analysis, critique, evaluation. (laughs) Um, All right, everyone, we'll see you next week. Go Giants. Giants.